Hello, hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Very good, very good. I'm so glad to have you here on the podcast, on the flow. This is Monique the Stylist, everyone. And we will be talking about Have We Met? This is one of the authors from the anthology that was back in February. And I wanted to get these ladies on so that um, we could talk about, you know, um, all things Have We Met? So this is Dr. K. Olivia Packer, a.k.a. Flo, fabulously living outside walls. And yes, we have a treat today. So Monique, the stylist. Woo. So I was always telling people that, you know, uh, when we were advertising for the for the book and the type of people that were a part of the anthology always said that, you know, um, the backgrounds are, you know, so various as far as even the age and, you know, what you guys do. Um, so tell me, um, or tell the audience, because of course I do know, um, the stylist. Tell us what that entails first before we get into our questions. Hi, everyone. Um, so Monique the Stylist has been the name that I have, um, I guess, self-proclaimed. Um, and going by probably for the last uh, 15 years. And it started off with um, my passion to do hair. And um, it just kind of stuck with me. I needed it. I remember I needed a sage name for a hair show once. And I came up with that name. And then after that, all of my counterparts in the salon started calling me that. Clients started calling me that. So it just kind of stuck with me. Um, and then since um, then, it has also in confidence, uh, fashion as well. So I pretty much, um, if I had to give my own definition for Monique Stylist, it would most certainly be uh, more of like a personal image consultant. So whether that is, you know, um, luxury hair care or um, assistance with showing up to an event or just to your profession in your best self, looking your best self, I'm um, just, you know, with like the soft gold glam look. So, so yeah, kind of Monique the Stylist has definitely evolved over time. Um, foundation was here and now includes a couple other things within the beauty and fashion industry as well. Awesome, awesome. So, like I said, just a totally, just totally different backgrounds and I just enjoyed uh, all the different personalities because each and every author is totally different from the next. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just, I, I love that you are a part of this. So what made you decide to be a part of the anthology? What was, what was the deciding factor for you? Um, I, would I would probably say that the deciding factor was um, my own uh, personal goal of wanting to, um, to be a published author. I always had book ideas of my own that I just never had the time to um, intentionally dive into or have a, I was ever in the uh, creative space to actually build one out. So I just thought to myself, well, this will give me a good opportunity to see um, if this is something that I can commit to, if I can really like shut my brain down to all the other things going on around me to, you know, uh, share information in a creative writing form. So that was pretty much the deciding factor for me. 
All right. All right. So who would you say that the book is specifically for? Um, I would most definitely say that the book is for uh, women, single women that are uh, seeking um, long-term, I would say long-term healthy relationships. And the reason I say that is because I feel that, you know, if you're a woman that's already married, then, I mean, of course, it'll be for entertainment. You probably can relate to a couple of the stories of your past. But if you're a woman out here actively dating, actively wanting to build like a future um, with a companion, sometimes we need to see ourselves in the mirror. So I feel that out of all of the stories that are shared in the book, we are able to see ourselves in some of these stories and see how silly we look. Because, you know, we be looking cute, but we be looking like a clown sometimes. But we don't see it because we're in a situation and we found comfort in it for other reasons that maybe, you know, other than the the things that are problematic or toxic about it. So it's definitely an opportunity to look in the mirror. And also, even if uh, you do read the book and you don't directly identify with any of the stories, at least now you know these situations exist. So you know to stay away from them so that you don't learn the hard way. Yeah, I always say that, you know, uh, the best, um, the best lessons are those I don't have to actually personally go through. I can learn Mm -hmm. from somebody else Mm -hmm. and say, absolutely, I don't want that. So I'm going to steer to the left, you know, or to the right. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. So what would be your number one dating tip? You personally? (laughs) <laughs> they all made the best man win say no <laughs> no seriously hey, no <laughs> um probably my um my number one dating tip would probably be to not um not be afraid to try something out of the norm like I always tell people I don't have a specific type um none of any of none of the men I've ever dated have um anything really in common to be honest with you, they're all like totally different. So just don't, um, you know, don't try to choose someone that's close to your interests or necessarily too far from your interests. Um, I pretty much feel like if the person is on the same page as me as far as um, having a spiritual relationship with Christ and uh, respect towards humans in general and just natural ambition, I pretty much can't work with anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I can relate to that. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so what advice would you give someone who wants to become a published author? Hmm, what advice could I give? So one um, is to just simply don't procrastinate. Like, it's so much easier said than done. But Mm -hmm. I would definitely, I would suggest this route. I would either, one of two things, I would suggest the anthology route because you're writing, uh, you know, you're, you're writing one piece of the book so uh, mm-hmm. it's a book of great works from different authors but then you don't have the full responsibility of writing the whole book and right. it allows you to dive a little deeper in the part that you are responsible for um, and then you're able to see like what the time constraints are what the you know what financial costs maybe you know are involved and how they may be alleviated by doing it in a group setting and prepare right. preparation for doing it on your own the second way I would say is to you know work with someone directly um, uh, like the services that your uh, company Mm -hmm. provides 
where you don't really have to do too much but come with an idea. And um, it's definitely comfortable having someone, you know, you get on a call with someone, you speak with them, and you thoroughly go through all the things that they want read or all of the value and the content that they want to add and you can kind of give them insight as to what is going to move the reader forward or forward through the book what is going to make it a bestseller what is going to give your voice to it um and it kind of keeps you like on the path it's like a then you have like a uh the timekeeping piece you know being able to work along uh like a publishing professional um allows you to know like okay this is due at this time and then when Mm -hmm. something is due and it needs to be edited. Here's the things that should be changed. Or I know for me, that was my biggest hurdle. I think I did the first draft, started and stopped several times. And the reason why is because I was worried about over divulging on certain mm. things and not talking enough about others. Right. So with that being said, um, yes, I would definitely say either, you know, do an anthology. That way you get your feet wet. Um, or if you're just ready to go straight to your book, I would strongly suggest, you know, um, working with a publishing professional like yourself so that that way all you have to do is come with the idea and, you know, pour out all of your thoughts in a creative form. And then you're able to guide them as to what sounds appropriate as a, what details need to be added or subtracted. I think that was super helpful. Um, and yeah, it just helps you to stay in your lane of genius as a writer. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for the plug. But yeah, um, <laughs> you definitely um, in a, an anthology, you have a situation where you are kind of accountable to everybody that's involved. And so mm-hmm. it does make mm-hmm. you put your best foot forward. The deadlines are always, you know, mm-hmm. and if when we're writing on our own, we're only accountable to ourselves. So Correct. if you're that type of person that needs to, like you say, get your feet wet, and say, okay, you know what, I'm going to try this and see if this is something I could actually do, you know, because I know people that have written things and they're still on the shelf, you know what I mean? They haven't had, haven't published anything and not just on the shelf, but on the shelf for years. And Mm -hmm. it's like, wow, you, you wrote that win. And to me, I can't wrap my mind around it, but, um, Everybody, like you said, you need someone that has that type of, you know, hey, let's we can get this done and we can get this done in this amount of time. And this is, mm-hmm. you know, how we can format this and do this, you know. So, yeah, I believe that to be true as well. My first uh, published was in an anthology, you know, mm-hmm. um, the offer was on the table and I said, OK. And it in, in a few more months after that, I was actually I had actually published my own. So I, I agree with you on that. I, I wholeheartedly believe that uh, if you're not ready to just dive in and, you know, publish your own work, yeah, find find someone that's doing an anthology and, and submit, you know, work through okay. that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, do, I do agree with that. So what was the inspiration behind your chapter? First, tell people what your chapter is, your title, and then what your inspiration was. <laughs> so uh, my chapter was Emotionally Unavailable. Okay. So, in, in essence, the man that, you know, has everything going on, you know, financially stable, um, sound mind, core values, um, you know, uh, active within their community, does all the things that says all the right things to you at the right time, um, but you're not able, being, being able to, like, crack their shell, 
like not being able to peel back that onion and really, really get to know that person deep inside. Um, and unfortunately, that will keep you from moving forward to the next level because you can't spend your life, the rest of your life with someone. Uh, well, I guess you can, but it, you know, most people don't spend the rest of their life with someone that they don't truly know. And right. sometimes we can get caught up in the uh, what feels right at that time or what's making me comfortable at that time. And, you know, even though we know it may not per- be permanent, um, six months turns into a few years and, mm-hmm. you know, now you've wasted your time and the dating pool is, you know, watering down every year. So um, yeah. what inspired me um, to uh, work? There is the many women that I come across, um, you know, as a stylist, um, I'm constantly hearing, you know, all of the, like, like my clients, like literally, um, you know, I think that the shampoo comes with the vent. I feel like they pay for the venting session. And then like, while they're there, I'm doing their hair. <laughs> right. But right. Um, I'm just hearing so many different stories from so many different women, um, different ages, different walks of life. And, um, I was able to like just see, okay, where's the gaps? Where are the situations where women hardly ever deliver themselves from? You know, you have your women that are in abusive relationships, but then they get out. Or you Mm -hmm. have women that are with men that, you know, don't ever want to amount to anything within themselves as far as their own ambitions. So they find themselves being a big mama and carrying them. And eventually Mm -hmm. they leave them alone. Mm -hmm. But I felt like the uh, being emotionally unavailable was a very unique situation because it's like so many times as women, we complain like, he got to make this amount of money. He's got to drive this. He's got to have this kind of mm, reputation. Oh He's got to look this yeah. specific way. But what if he was all those things, but then never opened himself you never, all the way up yes, to you? Yes, never vulnerable. So, yes. Absolutely. So that was like the a, a huge gap for me. So um, yeah, I was able to take bits and pieces the things that I have been told collectively, all of the things I have been given advice on, even some of, some tidbits of my own experience, um, and then put it together in a creative way um, so that, you know, hopefully it would help someone either steer away from a situation like that or you know, move away from it. Yeah, yep, that's good. That's good because um, <laughs> as a stylist, you know, you're, you are also part counselor and confidant, you know, you keep secrets mm-hmm. and, and all kinds of things mm-hmm. when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to that profession. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm sure you've heard like stories on top of stories, you know, mm-hmm. of a relationship mm-hmm. issue. So yeah, you had a Absolutely. place to, you know, kind of take notes, so to speak, uh-huh. you know, from all of the different things you've been told. Um, and yes, listeners, uh, have we met is is fictional. It's not nonfiction, and so we're not exposing uh, situations. Um, when you hear Monique the stylist say that, you know, um, she's using the word creatively right. Uh, that's what we're talking about because none mm-hmm. of these we weren't blasting any men or pointing fingers or downing anybody. It was just you know. Hey, how can we write this in a way that's, you know, um, outside of the situation, but in the situation? So that's what all of the authors did. Okay, so where can people get an autographed copy of the book from you? 
Um, so typically, um, you know, people that, you know, come in for different hair services or fashion image consulting services, um, I typically have them on hand as people ask. But for someone um, who's not a current or future client of mine, um, my Instagram is probably your best resource. My Instagram is Monique the Stylist, all one word. Um, on my Instagram um, page, um, there is a uh, link, and that link is pretty much all things me. So okay. you'll be able to um, message me directly. Um, I do. I love actually love DMs. I know a lot of businesses say they don't love DMs. I love DMs. Um, and then you'll see all the different links for you know different offerings that I have. Um, within my business as well. So yeah, my Instagram, which is Monique the Stylist, um, or um, like I said, not or, but and, once you get to Monique the Stylist, my Instagram page, I have a uh, a link there and it's pretty much all things Monique. So if you wanted to get a um, book and you wanted to see autograph, I could definitely get that to you. And if you're in the Metro Detroit or Metro Atlanta area, you could definitely shoot me a DM um, as I'm between Atlanta, Georgia, and Detroit, Michigan every month. And I can hand deliver that book to you or we can meet somewhere. So, yeah. All right. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're busy. have a, a banging clientele. And um, ladies, you heard it here with Monique the Stylist. As I told you, they all have a different uh, flavor and background, and uh, I just love it. Just love it. So you you heard it here. Uh, I'm gonna put in the comments um, the Instagram um, the Instagram page so that you can go to it and and find her and just tap that link and learn all things Monique the Stylist. So thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you, and. Um, this has been The Flow with Dr. K. Olivia Packer, a.k.a. Flow Fabulously Living Outside Walls. And we thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>